Hello everyone and welcome on Women Abroad, the podcast that invites young professional women to share their experience abroad and reveal the wonderful women behind these stories. My name is Françoise Fallis. I'm a certified executive intercultural and life coach and trainer. I've lived and worked as an expatriate for more than 12 years in Egypt, Morocco and Nigeria twice, and I currently live in Luxembourg. I meet young women who are studying or starting their careers abroad and hear from them about their discoveries, culture shock and the personal and professional challenges they face. What surprises, amuses, even fascinates them? How does their experience open up new perspectives and reveal new things about themselves? If you are curious about living and working internationally, this podcast will inspire you to consider new horizons. Women abroad, be inspired by women who find their true selves living abroad. For the ninth episode of Women Abroad, I'm reconnecting to Luxembourg, my hosting country since the summer 2018. My guest today is Sherine Makram. Born in Egypt, Sherine has been living in Luxembourg for a couple of years. We are discovering her expatriation life in Luxembourg through the woman, wife and mother's eyes. Very sincerely, she explains the good and challenging moments you can face when living abroad. However, amazing opportunities can also arise from those who accept to open their mind to the unknown and to give a try to out-of-the-box activities. Because everything happens for a reason, her first expatriation ignites an intentional self-development journey. Let's now listen to her story. Hello, Shireen. I'm happy to meet you and thank you for being my guest today on Women Abroad podcast. You have now been living in Luxembourg for a few years with your husband and your two children. Could you tell us who you are and what brought you to Luxembourg? Hello, Francoise. Thank you very much for, for having me. Uh, it's a real pleasure. Uh, my name is Sherine Makra. I, uh, I'm originally from Egypt. Uh, I came to Luxembourg in 2016 with my husband and two boys, six and seven years old. Uh, yeah, so that's briefly my story. <laughs> so it's your first expatriation. Yes, correct. And what do you remember? What were your first impressions when you arrived in Luxembourg? Yeah, to be honest, um, the, the decision to move, I like change, but at the same time, uh, ex experiencing change wasn't very easy. Uh, although Luxembourg is a beautiful country, so the, I fell in love with it the, the minute we arrived. Uh, the challenging part is that um, you start a new life, you know, being an expat. Uh, you're away from family, you're away from, um, from friends, and also you need to start a new life. You need to bring new people into your life, uh, especially if you're not working. No, so I'm, I wasn't working until now I'm not, I'm not working. Um, so it takes more energy to be able to adapt and to try to network and find friends. So that's, that's, this was the challenging part. Mm -hmm. And how did you perceive Luxembourgish people? Of course, there are always cultural differences. Uh, from where I come from, I come from Egypt, uh, um, maybe um, we are a bit uh, more um, open to people. And, and uh, so if, if, I, if I meet you, if I don't know you, uh, I will be a cl close friend from the first minute we meet. 
uh, the first thing I felt uh, at the beginning, but of course this perception has changed with time, but at the beginning it takes, people are more um, reserved at the beginning and um, you, it takes time to have a, a good friendship, let's say, to start you know, having this uh, relationship. Uh, but the, the minute you break the ice, uh, people are extremely friendly and nice, but it takes some time, you know, to get to know you because, of course, coming from a different country, different culture. So sometimes people have questions because they don't know who you are. Uh, and then when they get to know you, they like you and, you know, start you start having uh, nice people around you. And probably the fact that your children, you are quite, you still have young children, the fact that you bring them to school, probably you could uh, create contact with local people. Are they in a Luxembourgish school? They are in an international school. They go to uh, Saint-Sophie. It's a French, uh, French school. Uh, because this was our choice when we first moved, because we didn't know exactly how many years we'll be staying here. So we said it's better to have French than Luxembourgish. And also French is widely used in Luxembourg, so we thought that it's it's a win-win for us. And they also learn German. So, so yeah, so it's mainly they learn French and German. And for us, English is always easy to learn because, you know, with movies and songs and everything. So, so yeah, so we thought this was the best choice for, for our kids. So you did not feel the necessity to learn Luxembourgish, did you? At the beginning, maybe, when we first, because when they first arrived, they were only uh, two and three. And my older son had a bit of difficulty at the beginning to, to speak already because he was hearing many languages. So at home we speak Arabic. And when he used to go to the crèche, they spoke French. So there was a bit of delay, you know, in speech. Uh, so we said we don't want to confuse him with the language that we cannot speak because he will hear it at the crash and not or at school and he, we won't be able to practice it with him. So at the beginning, so this was the best thing for him to be able to help him to even to speak, to develop. Thank God it's it's solved now. He's seven and he's, uh, he's, he's fine. So even me for now, like I really in, like learning the language because it's nice, you know, when you go to the supermarket or we have uh, Luxembourger neighbors. Uh, and it's nice to speak to them in their language, at least to say a few sentences. It shows appreciation because eventually we're living in their country. So also it's nice to be able to have like a small talk in, in their language. Mm. You seem to have a very open attitude to people. Is it a mindset that you developed? Yeah, maybe it's coming also from, from my family background. Um, because my, I come, as I told you, I come from Egypt. My grandmother, from my mother's side, uh, she was French and Lebanese. Uh, so mom, French mom um, and Lebanese uh, dad. And then they, they went to Egypt for work. Uh, and this is where she met my grandfather. Uh, she was Christian Catholic. He was Muslim. And they got married. They had four girls. My mom, of course, one of them. Uh, so it was very, so when I, when I, I remember growing up, um, I had already mixed cultures. So we used to have, um, of course, to celebrate Christmas uh, in December and also celebrate Ramadan. And it was very nice. So like my, my, my grandmother, she like she kept her religion, my grandfather, he, and she used to respect my grandfather's religion. Uh, so this gave me a mindset of being open and to accept. And, and I actually, I don't see differences as a bad thing. I see it as a lovely thing because... This was part of my identity. So that's why maybe when this helped me a lot, at least, of course, there are challenges, of course, with the new expatriation, but it helped because you accept others. 
with love. You know, we don't have like fear of, of uh, like you're different than me that I don't like you. On the, at the opposite, you're different. I love you because I, and I'm interested to know more about you. Probably you and your husband transmitted, are still transmitted this to your children. Yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and so your, your grandmother was really an inspirational figure in the family. Yes, and she, she definitely probably encouraged you to expand your boundaries in one way or another. Exactly. She was an amazing woman. Uh, she had the love for life. Uh, she was very optimistic, uh, very, uh, very bright, uh, very elegant uh, all the time. Like whenever you go just to go to supermarket, she's, she's, she looks, always looks uh, like elegant and, and beautiful. And she's not also just elegant from the outside, even from the inside. Now you can see that uh, her, her attitude is always great. And I remember like one of the great advice she was always telling us all uh, is that no matter what obstacles you face in life, um, it doesn't have to put you down. It's a choice. You choose whether to be positive or to be negative, whether to be happy or to be sad. Uh, and no, so I always remember her words of being you know, happy because, of course, even for her, you know, being married to someone from a different culture, And background and religion, it's not easy, definitely, because again, you know, each one has their have, have their own has their own um, you know identity and, and thoughts. So to be able to live with that and accept it and find um, let's say uh, how do you say it um, a compromise to live a happy life, it requires a lot of self development. So maybe at her time this wasn't uh, like. Um, booming like now you know we know we talk a lot about self-development now this is very i know it's been almost 100 years like for example dale carnegie who talked about uh, uh self-development it was like 100 years ago but it wasn't we didn't have the internet and social media like now to talk about it but i can see that she was very um, um smart and emotionally developed to be able to have all these concepts Uh, and to be able to also give it to us, to her girls and grandchildren, which was very remarkable. So very innovative in a way <laughs> at, at that time. Let's come back to the socializing part of adjusting abroad. You said that you put your career between brackets for, for a while, and you still are, but you developed a quite interesting project to socialize with people and foreign people, experts. Can you tell us more about uh, your project? Yes, of course. Uh, first of all, because if someone is uh, listening to us, um, it's normal to be uh, not to have all the great ideas from the start. Uh, to be honest, I didn't have this, like, okay, maybe the mindset of not being sad and I don't want to stay because at the beginning I was actually not happy because, you know, my husband went to work, my kids went to uh, crash and school. So I found myself alone uh, in the apartment. Uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know anyone. Uh, I, I miss my family. Uh, I, I feel disconnected from the world. I also, I left work in 2014 when I had my, when I had my son. Because I couldn't, you know, I had to, I wanted to give time and, you know, for my, for my kids, because I used to travel a lot with work, so which wasn't possible for me to continue. So when I first moved here, like I felt like, okay, uh, I feel alone, I feel sad and everything. And then I started, um, you know, be, I've, I've been always interested in self-development. So I started reading lots of books, watching lots of uh, videos and everything. And, and you can find lots of resources online. 
And then I started also searching for opportunities here in Luxembourg. And through a friend, she told me about uh, a coach. And I started uh, going with her to uh, her mastermind groups. And the, th the good thing is that I've, I met a lot of women going through the same challenges. So we are from different backgrounds, different countries, but we are in the exact same situation. Like they left also work, they have kids, they came here with their partner to Luxembourg. So the first of all, I felt like I'm not alone. And this uh, itself is a big uh, and huge um, relief, comfort and relief. Exactly. Uh, and then uh, I started because at the beginning also I was saying like I would like to work I would like to go to the same company like I used to work in IT companies uh, and then I was I wanted to work in the same field but again I applied and it wasn't easy because I am not European so it uh, you need to work permit so again I faced some challenges that I didn't face I didn't know that existed sometimes when you in the situation you learn about them <laughs> so for me it's like oh wow I thought I would just like because I have the experience so I said okay It's going to be easy, but it wasn't. But again, I always believe everything happens for a reason. And if I go back four years ago, I wouldn't want to change anything because the development that happened uh, made me who I am today. For example, to give you an example of one of the things that I did uh, in the coaching sessions, we've been told that if opportunity doesn't knock, uh, build a door, which means if Uh, you don't get what you want, just go for it. Like, try to make it happen. Don't wait, don't stay at home crying, waiting for, you know, something to happen. Just try to find uh, a way to make it happen. So uh, I studied mass communication, which is like uh, journalism and, and media, but I never worked in this field. So I remember I was driving one night and I heard a show, a radio show, and it was in, in my language, which was Arabic. And then it was, it got me interesting, interested. Uh, so I sent them, I decided to send them an email asking for an opportunity to, uh, to do volunteering. I didn't think of being a radio host, just maybe help with editing or writing. And they replied the next day. I received, it was a surprise. The next morning I received a, a call from, from the radio. It was Radio Ara. And they said, you know, would you like to come and propose a show? Like, wow. This wow. <laughs> And I said, uh, actually, uh, this, and, and again, I remembered, you know, saying that if, if there's an opportunity, you just need to grab it. So I, I you know, I didn't say, uh, no, I don't want, or I don't know how. I just said, okay, is it, is it possible? She said, of course, if you have an idea, just come to us and we can discuss it. So I spent a week working on that, you know, developing the idea, um, what, what is it going to be about and everything. Definitely, it kept you very busy. <laughs> very busy and very excited. So it's yes, yes. And, and the good thing is that when you're positive, you transmit this to your husband and your kids, which is great, because when you're sad, it affects them as well. And I went and I, I, you know, I did a test and everything and it got accepted and I've been stopped, but it's on pause, let's say, since COVID, because it required a lot of work and, you know, kids are, they go to school and sometimes they do homeschooling. So, yeah, so I did it for two years. I called it Let's Be Friends. It was weekly. And every time I had a guest from a different country. And we talked about the interesting facts about their country. So not wars, not uh, economic issues, just the fun facts with the intention of helping maybe someone uh, listening to my to the show or to the podcast later on that would uh, listen to uh, an interesting information. And then he has, let's say, about Russia and he has a Russian neighbor and this can help help him break the ice. 
So this was like my first thing that I did. Uh, afterwards, I, I, I thought that I would like to try uh, something to get out of my comfort zone. So also I searched for, an, I got an opportunity also through a friend, but I don't think it's a, it's a coincidence. I feel that you, when you really set the intention to achieve something, opportunities will, will, will arise. Yes, will arise. yes, true. It was funny because I was saying I would like to do theater, although I feel that I'm a bit shy, I cannot be on stage and everything, but I wanted to break free from any kind of, um, I don't know, phobias or anything, just by doing something and get out of my comfort zone and learn things about myself. So maybe, I don't know, a year later, I found a friend and she said, would you like to, to be part of a, a theater play in Luxembourg, a British one? So I said, yes, please. I'd love to. This is something I would like to achieve, although I'm extremely scared. But let's say, okay, let's just do it. And we did auditions and we got accepted. And it was a musical. It was called Melusina. It's the, you know, the, the, um, the story, you know, of the Melusina in Luxembourg. Uh, and it was great. So, of course, we were doing small parts, but it was all about what we were on stage most of the time, not the main roles, characters. It was a musical, so it's all about singing and dancing. So it was very challenging because you needed to sing, you needed to dance, you needed to do lots of things. Uh, so, but it was an extremely enriching experience from personal development point of view. This is why I was doing it. Um, and also I wanted to set an example for my kids that you can always be, you can try something new because they know that it's not me, it's not my character. But I was trying also to give them an example of not, I'm not like the sad mom who's, who feels sad away from family. No, I can do things. And they came to watch me, you know, one day uh, and they were so happy and they understood the whole story and they saw me on stage. So this also for me, it helped me. And I guess also it had a positive impact on, on my kids. So Luxembourg is, is becoming a developing platform exactly for you. What are the big life lessons you learned about yourself? Um, uh, at the beginning, you start facing your uh, hidden um, issues, let's say. Like, because when you're alone, you know, you, you get disconnected from family and, and your comfort zone. So you start um, focusing on yourself. And you start seeing the things that you don't like about yourself, even if it's not 100% correct but you start seeing things that you'd like to develop or change. Uh, and In the country, you mean? Or I mean about yourself. About yourself. About myself. And the things that I need to be happier. You know, sometimes, you know, happiness is within, it's within, it's inside you and it's not outside. Because if we say Luxembourg is a beautiful country, so if you're not um, enjoying the experience of expatriation, uh, maybe that's my, my experience, maybe you need to dig deep inside of you what's, what's um, holding you back from enjoying this experience because sometimes it can be external but sometimes it also can be internal in my case it was internal uh, it's like a fear of change um, uh, the attachment I discovered that I had attachment I was of course attachment to a certain extent is good but also to to try new things is also good so what I discovered positive things let's say after four years about myself is that I am very adaptable. Um, I'm open, you know, to different cultures and different people. Um, um, I am friendly uh, and I can get out of my comfort zone, which is amazing. And I always like to learn. And how would you like to impact your environment in your life? 
As this experience in Radio Ara brought you any answer to this question? Uh, yeah, now I can answer yes. Uh, maybe before it wasn't, I was still like searching for it. Um, but now I can tell you that uh, my, my personal objective uh, is to um, inspire people and help them to face their challenges and to face their and to know their values and to know their strength. I mean, because we all have strength, but sometimes we don't know it, um, whether as a parent, whether in relationships, whether in anything in life. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my objective. Hmm. Definitely your expatriation here in Luxembourg has questioned who you are. Yes, exactly. And you had to put yourself into perspective. True, exactly. Hmm. And um, do you have any plans for the future? Yeah, maybe for now. I started because at the beginning I was doing lots of volunteering. And in, in Luxembourg you can have lots of opportunities to volunteer in any field you like. Uh, at this moment, uh, I would like to focus on, on, on building a career. So that's my focus in the field of personal development, because this is the thing that I like. That's, that's the thing I would like to work on now. So now I'm doing uh, some studies online about, you know, understanding emotions, about uh, uh, I would also like to, uh, to start, uh, you know, uh, NLP certification to understand more. So again, I will apply it first on myself. And then to be able to under to to help others as well. So that's my plan now in present and near future. So probably you evolved since your early career in Egypt and what you and your studies now. You try to integrate what you learned here in Radio Ara of the life lessons you took in Luxembourg to integrate into the next step of your career. Is that what you mean? Exactly. About the roles of women, how do you perceive the roles of the women play in the society of Luxembourg? If you had to compare with the roles they play in your native country. For me, it's, I would say, um, the same in a way, because in, in my native country, which is Egypt, and, 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 I, and, and same thing as in Luxembourg, of course, I have more experience in Egypt because it's my home country. Women play lots of roles and they have a bigger responsibility. And I can have, I can say that they even more, uh, they have more strength, you know, uh, emotionally. Of course, if they get the right support, you know, from from people around them. Um, so for me, women are the most important um, and most valued uh, person in, in the society, because women can do a lot, and because we have lots of, we can understand feelings and emotions, and at the same time, we can excel in what we do. Um, because when we do things, we like to, we like to do it right. Mm -hmm. You mean we are quite a perfectionist? Um, yeah, in a way, in a way, we can say that. And if not, even if not perfectionist, even if we admit that we can, you know, we can make mistakes and we can learn from these mistakes, I find that women are more adaptable. Uh, from my like, why do I I'm saying this opinion? For example, for all the coaching sessions that I've I've been to and classes, let's say in Luxembourg. I would say majority, 90% attended by women. Maybe I attended like five or six or seven classes. I only met two men and all women. All expatriates. Expatriates, yes. Uh, yes, because women like to, um, to work on themselves and to focus on solving their issues and problems and face them. 
So, so yeah, that's why I, f- I think that women are extremely important in any society. Maybe it's also because women tend to put their career on pause more than men when going abroad. I mean, men have, have their mission and women, wives go with them and they put their career on pause. Could that be a reason why there are also more women attending these uh, coaching sessions? It's also one one point. Um, but generally speaking, um, I would say also that's my opinion. It's not a fact. Uh, but women tend to be more interested in self-development more than men. So even if you see the number of coaches, you'll find that even more coaches women than men because they, they like to focus on themselves a bit more. Of course, we cannot generalize. Of course, there are lots of men as well who would like to work on their self-development. And according to your experience, are there what are the opportunities that the Luxembourgish job marking can offer to women in your situation and your qualifications? Have you explored the job market in Luxembourg? Is it your intention? Uh, yes, it, w- it was my intention, and yeah, maybe, sp- maybe, yeah. It, in my case, again, because you know, being not just me, you know, like being a, a, an expat or like a partner of an expat who's working in Luxembourg, and if you're not European, uh, it takes more time because it requires a, a work permit, and work permit takes, you know, it's a bit challenging and it takes a bit of time. Uh, you know, I've attended even sessions with uh, with Adem and they were addressing, so they are aware of this issue and they are trying to fix it. They are trying to work on it. Uh, but for me personally, you know, after five years in Luxembourg, you will have, you know, you, know, you can have the citizenship if you want. And of course, even after four, five years without citizenship, you can get a work permit. So maybe for me, in a, in a few months from now, uh, I will explore again. The, the the you know the, the market uh, and maybe then I can have a better you know because I've I, I've stopped searching for the past maybe two years um, but maybe I will start again you know when I have the work permit because I believe it's going to make things easier. Do you think that you need a work to feel self-fulfilled as a woman abroad? Um, yeah, my my answer four years ago it was yes. That's why I was not happy because I felt like uh, I get my value from from work. But after four years now, I can the answer is no, because you need to see your own value. Like I value myself now, whether I'm working, whether I'm a stay-at-home mom, whether I'm studying or not. And and I really hope that all. If we're talking specifically about women in this podcast, I really hope that every woman. Um, would be able to see her value regardless of whether what whatever what she's, she's doing because I know it's challenging when you're an expat and especially if you have to stop your career and everything for your the sake of your partner and all you sometimes you feel sad and you feel like worthless or you feel like okay now I'm not doing anything I'm not achieving anything of course you can work on that and achieve it if that's what you want but don't count on it to get your value Just get your value first, believe in yourself and that you're a good person and that you're valuable and then search for work because definitely you'll be able to achieve better than just being desperate, you know, for 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 uh, acknowledgement. The tricky thing is not to compare yourself to others exactly. and to a particular role model you need, you need to stick to. Exactly, exactly. And no matter what the challenges you face, uh, I personally believe that everything happens for a reason. 
So even if you believe that, okay, no, I wasn't lucky or I didn't get this, of course, everything you do is helping you in a different way. So always try to do something different and definitely you'll get a positive outcome. Oh, that's so great. That's so uplifting and inspiring. <laughs> and this is a recurring question I like to ask to all women uh, I interview. What advice would you like to give to other young women who would like to work or live abroad but are still hesitating to consider new horizons? Um, my advice to them would be to go for it. Of course, if they believe, let's say, professionally, let's say if they're going to study or for work and this is something that they really want, and the only thing that's stopping them is that, like, okay, I will be alone, away from family and everything. No, don't. Uh, and the first, the most important thing is know that you can get the help that you need uh, in a, lots of ways to get help. You can meet people, you know, when you travel now, we have social media, lots of groups support groups. So you can find, let's say, if you're alone, not traveling with family, you can find other girls or young women in the same situation. You can connect even online, especially in COVID. We, we can go out, but at least you can meet them online. Uh, you can get uh, coaching. You can get lots of opportunities. And the outcome that they can get from this is that definitely they will grow. Uh, and they, the most important thing, they need to have an open mind. And willingness to try something new. I don't say to change because we don't change. We only develop. Like you will be the exact same person, but you will gain uh, more knowledge and more experience in life that will help you later on, definitely in the future, uh, than just like staying where you are. Although being in the comfort zone always feels good, you know, because no, uh, no surprises. But definitely when you try something new and travel to a new country, you'll make new friendships. Uh, you'll see amazing things, you'll try new things, you'll eat new food. So a lot of beautiful things that can happen to you if you if you take this step. And Luxembourg is a very open platform to develop yourself. And when do you when you talk about Luxembourg to your friends and family in Egypt, what do you say? I say that it's a, it's a beautiful country. Definitely smaller than, than Egypt, so it's, it's a bit, it's like a, a resort for us, like <laughs> in Hurghada on Sharm el-Sheikh, so it's almost the same, uh, the same size compared to, to Cairo, or, because it's, it's huge. Uh, but the thing is that, I, you know, maybe at the beginning you start to feel, oh, it's too quiet or it's too small, but with time, you, you love it to the extent that, you know, when I go back to Egypt, I miss coming back to, to Luxembourg. Of course, I like to go back to visit my family, but at the same time, I miss... Uh, you know, my home here in Luxembourg, I miss the uh, the greenery, uh, everything is, um, you know, you, you can finish everything in, in one day if you want, you know, it doesn't take lots of time to finish anything you want to do. Lots of parks, uh, beautiful for kids. So it's like heaven for, for, for young couples. And of course, I'm talking about my, uh, my situation. So it's perfect because, you know, like you can, you don't have to spend, even if you don't want to spend money, you can just go to the park and they you have lots of them. And kids will enjoy. Nature is great. Uh, um, food is great. So, yeah. And lots of people from different countries. So it's it's also amazing because you can speak different languages, uh, you know, eat different food. So it's it's really, uh, I, I love it. So I, I always talk, I say good things about uh, Luxembourg. And did you have the opportunity to move around, I mean, in the country? I visited, uh, you know, Castle of Yandel, for example, and I loved it. Uh, what else? Uh, of course, the city center. I visited 
uh, you know, lots of things there. So yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of move a lot. And, uh, and again, you know, meeting people, especially for the radio show. So I used to go and meet them somewhere. So it made me, you know, move and go to their uh, commune, you know, to meet them and get to know them. So it made me also see new places. And before Corona, of course, we used to meet in, uh, in cafes or small restaurants. So it made me also try new restaurants because I usually ask them, where would you like us to meet? And I gave them the choice. Because usually it's closer to their house. So for me, it was also a nice opportunity to, and I don't mind, you know, um, driving to, to try new food, new experiences. So, so yeah, so it's, it's lovely. So if you have this opportunity to move around, uh, do it. You are very a connecting person. <laughs> and to close this interview, would you have any anecdote to tell us about Luxembourg? I have one, but it's not, it's not, it didn't happen to me personally, but it was very funny. When I was doing the show, I had a lovely uh, guest from uh, from Russia, and she didn't speak any French nor Luxembourgish, so she doesn't know any of the three languages of Luxembourg. So she was telling me that when she went to um, when she first came here, she was invited to a wedding, and it's called the uh, pact or something. I can't remember exactly the word in Luxembourgish, which means like a marriage. Uh, and then she went, she, her husband, she was going with her husband and he told her to go and buy a card to give to the newlyweds. So she went and there was a card uh, written on a joyous pack, which like happy Easter and there was a chicken on it. But you say maybe this is like related to, to marriage. And then she went and she showed it, showed it to her husband and then he was started laughing and he said like, this is joyous pack. Okay, you didn't understand. Didn't you see the chicken on the card? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And the different perception of a situation according to where you where you come. <laughs> If you had to do it again, would you come to Luxembourg again? Would you make make the same decision with your husband? I wouldn't change anything. I would definitely come back over over and again. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your experience, Sharin. It was really insightful, really, in, really fascinating. Thank you so much, Françoise. You have a beautiful way of, of helping uh, your guests, you know, to speak and to share their thoughts. So, so it's thanks to you. <laughs> I think it, it can be really resourceful to other young women would like. Either they are single women or married. Yeah, I, I really hope so. Yes, I wish you a good life and an excellent sunny day. Thank you so much. <laughs> lovely day. Lovely day to you too. Bye-bye, Sherin. Bye. Thank you for following us in this episode. Because an international experience can awaken incentives and reveal new aspects in women's identities, Women Abroad is the podcast that appeals to young women everywhere. Did you like this episode? Like it? And subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify or Google Podcast and share it with your friends. You can also rate us and review us. Would you like to share your experience abroad? Whether you are a student, an early career woman or a more experienced professional, contact me on my page women underscore abroad underscore on Instagram and women abroad on Facebook. You can also listen to the episodes on my website, women-abroad-coaching.com. I wish you a great day and a bright life. Talk to you soon. <laughs>